there's a bigger investment you can make aside from your stocks, bonds, real estate portfolio, and that is your own health. My guest today is Brooke Simmons, a certified nutrition coach and weight loss specialist who is on a mission to help as many people as possible live a healthy life, lose those unwanted pounds for the last time without giving up carbs, counting calories, eating clean 24-7, or any other unsustainable extremes. We also talk about how investing in your health has a direct connection to your finances. So tune in to our conversation. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow system, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less of five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Hey, Money Bosses. Anna is here and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I'm excited for today's conversation because first of all, we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet and I'm also excited for our guest. So the direction of where we're going is all, obviously this is a financial planning podcast, but um, one of the conversations that we yet to have would be our health and the investment that we put into it, you know, all of our all of our life. So my guest today um, is Brooke Simonson, who is a certified nutrition coach, weight loss expert, um, who is helping health motivated individuals lose five to fifty pounds for the last 
time through simple habits and mind shift sets, uh, mindset shifts. I'm excited for our conversation today because I want to take a different approach as to how we view investing in our health and, and the conversations I'm hearing from clients. Even today, in the two meetings that I had so far with clients, the comments around, especially when we look at like spending and budgeting numbers, um, and, 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 and they don't quite add up, the first comment that clients make a lot of times is like, oh my gosh, we got to stop spending so much money on groceries, or we need to be not buying food at Whole Foods, or we need to stop eating out. So I always wondered why those conversations come up first. I never asked anybody that they need to cut their food budget, but that's the first, um, first kind of a, you know, uh, deferral in our brain is like we need to spend less money on on that so first of all Brooke so excited to have you here welcome and um, let's get into this conversation because I'm very curious to see what you get to hear from clients who actually come to you for these specific questions about you know how they feel how they look and and all of that stuff in between yes thank you Anna so much for having me I'm excited for this conversation as you mentioned my business name is called The Health Investment. And yeah, there's so many ties to money. Um, I have my own podcast and I've interviewed financial experts and we have kind of the same analogies we use for money and health. So I think it's a great conversation to have. Yeah, it's totally. So tell us um, please how you got started, why nutrition and, and you know, this kind of uh, area and, and what do you hear from your clients in terms of like the money aspect of the conversation. Right. Yeah. So a bit about me. I grew up in Mesa, Arizona. Um, I was born to a teacher mom and a business owner dad. So I had experience with both watching both of those professions. I actually ended up taking the teacher track at first. So I majored in education. I got my master's in education and I was a teacher for 12 years. And throughout that time, I also had a bunch of health stuff going on. So I say, I never really had the struggle that friends did in college when they would joke about gaining the freshman 15 or, um, you know, the changes people sometimes have when they leave home for the first time. For me, it was more after college. I gained about 20 pounds in my early 20s. And aside from just the weight gain, I just felt kind of tired hungry all the time, um, bloated, like I guess you'd just say overall kind of gross. I knew I wasn't looking and feeling my best, but a lot of people around me were commenting that they felt the same. We were all kind of chalking it up to aging and our jobs and stress. And I kind of settled for the status quo until I didn't, until I was like, wait a second, I'm in my 20s. I'm supposed to be looking and feeling my best and have all this energy and be confident. So wanting and having the best intentions, wanting to look and feel better, I did what a lot of people do. I turned to counting every calorie in an app. I tried juice cleanses. I uh, cut out carbs at one point. I went to the gym 45 minutes a day, most days of the week, and nothing actually worked, which was super frustrating. And when I say nothing worked, I mean, I might lose five pounds for a short time, but then I'd gain it all back. And then I might lose 10 pounds and then gain it all back. And I think a lot of your listeners can probably relate to this because I have yet to meet 
a woman or a person who can't relate to like losing weight and then gaining it back. So I, my personality is just very inquisitive, very determined. And I knew there had to be a way there were people walking around who seemed to have figured it out. So I was determined to figure it out myself. I guess you could say a hobby of mine became kind of going down a rabbit hole of everything I could get my hands on in terms of nutrition and health. I read a bunch of books. I listened to podcasts. I dove into scholarly articles and I eventually enrolled in the Institute of Transformational Nutrition more to just learn for myself. But through that program, I also became certified as a nutrition coach. And after years of this hobby of research, I would say I finally cracked the code and I realized that you don't have to follow any diet. You don't have to go to any type of extreme. It's 100% possible to show up as the trimmest, healthiest, most confident, most energized version of yourself without being miserable and without, you know, this roller coaster of feeling better than not again or losing weight and then gaining the weight back. So I really, throughout this time, transitioned my interest from teaching English, which is what I taught, to teaching nutrition. And I used to live in New York City when my husband and I moved from New York City back to the West Coast to be closer to family. I ended up leaving my teaching career and starting my own business, The Health Investment. And now, as I mentioned, I have my own podcast and I also coach clients one-on-one. And then I also have a group coaching program set up in a membership model. Um, But that was a lot. (laughs) That's about me. But I know you had asked um, kind of what clients experience. Is that right? In terms of budgeting or? Yes, totally. I kind of want to sort of start to, to, to close that bridge, right? Or the gap of of people, I, I, I'm sure every listener here has been has gone through a phase of their life where you know there might might have been um, an extra weight, or they felt all you know they've gone through feeling what you've described, you know maybe tired, maybe sluggish, and um, I know personally for myself, especially like as a new mom where there's not enough sleep, I feel like I would compensate for my whatever not feeling my you know best self with maybe foods that. I don't know, right? You like start to, um, and and this is a conversation too. I want to like ask some questions around like, okay, you start to, at least me, I start, I should start, I should clearly say who it is. I start to compensate for things like, okay, I have more sugar, right? Or I have an extra glass of wine when I get home because that helps me like deal with all of that stuff. So let's start to close that gap. Like what is missing and why, like even in the comments that I, you know, hear from clients, because I'm not, a nutrition coach, I'm a financial planner, but yet, you know, the first thing to admit, I like repeat myself, but it's like, we should spend less on food, but like, why? Like, yeah. Why there's this missing piece? So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So to tackle the first thing you said in terms of cravings, I would say every single person who's ever worked with me or just even casual conversations I have myself with friends or people in Instagram direct messages, everyone's saying, you know, I have these cravings, they're out of control. I'm addicted to sugar. I'm addicted to carbs. I can't be trusted. And they really feel like food controls them 
rather than being in control of food and feeling like they have kind of a roadmap of where they should be going. And I really attribute that to, we've never probably gotten the basic nutritional education that we needed, um, probably from our teachers. It didn't come from them. They might not have known themselves. Same thing goes for parents, even doctors. A lot of doctors aren't trained in nutrition. So oftentimes the, the advice from a doctor will be, you need to lose weight. And then the person will say, okay, what do I need to do? And the answer is eat less, move more, <laughs> which <laughs> is not really helpful because it doesn't answer the question of what do I eat or what type of movement. So I really think it comes down to like, we need a basic awareness of what actually works when it comes to losing weight or maintaining our current weight and having that high energy that we all crave. And we're left usually to our own devices of Googling, do, trying things that friends have tried and maybe had success with, um, were targeted by Facebook ads from a new juice cleanse or Weight Watchers, which I think is WW now, or, you know, like all these things are bombarding us. So we all have the best intentions and we try these things and they don't work. And then we end up thinking there's a problem with us and that's not the case. So looping back to the cravings question, really the way to feel more in control around food and to really get your sugar and carb cravings under control is to prioritize nutrient dense foods most of the time. And when I say that I'm talking about whole foods, less reliance on the ultra processed packaged foods. That's not to say you can never enjoy packaged foods. I know I do. Um, but most of the time we're focusing on these real whole ingredients. And I like to break this down. I think this must be the teacher in me <laughs> into just a help helpful acronym, which is PPFV, which stands for protein, produce, fat, and volume. Um, so I could get into that in more depth, um, or we don't have to. I have a guide where I kind of break it all down that I could definitely share with your listeners. But every single person who I've come in contact with who says, I can't control myself around sugar, I have these crazy cravings, when they start prioritizing protein, produce, fat, and volume, they're shocked. It's just like the cravings melt away and then they realize I can still enjoy the occasional cookie or the scoop of ice cream, but I don't feel kind of beholden to these things anymore. And I just feel so empowered and so in control. So long story short, I would say you've gotta be sure you're eating enough and not just that, you have to be sure you're eating enough of the right things so that you feel full and satisfied longer. Um, yeah. Why, why do you think that, like, aside from, you know, for most of us not really having like a good, good educational background, because I, because I see a lot of this too with personal finances, like there's not a class required, right, for us to yeah. take in college ever <laughs> so like and yet you're expected to know how to do everything with your finances how to not get in debt invest safer retire like this the list goes on so but but why why people still sort of find themselves yes so there's not there's the lack of education but why there's like the, the confusion do you think it all is attributable to the fact that we just don't have a basic background 
Um, and we're sort of like just dealing and operating and, and what's coming at us, like the, the latest hot thing, the juice cleanse or whatever diet. Yeah, I think so. Because my goal is really to have clients fire me, I say. Like I want them to get the basic knowledge they need for literally ever and then not have to hire another nutritionist or dietitian or nutrition coach again and not have to try any of these fads. And it's incredible what just a little bit of education. We also talk about a lot of mindset shifts that we have to undergo, some accountability. It's incredible how far that can go in terms of if you have weight to lose, losing it, keeping it off long-term. And aside from that, just like we've talked about, feeling your best and showing up and as your best self, like better overall health as well. Um, so I do attribute it to education. You know, that's mm -hmm. kind of a simple answer, but really when you get the basic knowledge, we're not talking anything complicated here. When you get the very rudimentary knowledge of what works and what doesn't, all of a sudden everything else can kind of melt away and you don't have to worry about the juice cleanse or the meal replacement shakes anymore because you know, that's all BS and you can just do the stuff that works and ignore the rest. Yeah, I, I, I like to think of this holistically, right? Because there's there's so much that, that happens when we do eat food and how it impacts everything, right? Um, not just, you know, obviously we gotta maintain our body, uh, but like all of all of this like that happens in our lives. So it is definitely critically important. So when we look at this like holistically, if it's investment in our health, uh, just like the name of your of your company, right? And the work you do, like what would be some of the you talked about mindset shifts and habits? Like how would how would someone approach those things? Like when they're like, okay, I'm finally ready to make changes, like good changes, not just like lose five pounds and then you know get it back, but for real. Yeah. I would say a really powerful mindset shift is before starting anything new. So marketing is incredible. <laughs> I get targeted by marketers on Facebook as well, maybe for different things, business growth or whatever, but marketing is really powerful. So I would say pause before you're tempted to click on buy now from the next meal replacement shake, juice cleanse, or even try the diet your friend's cousin tried. Do this question that I teach my clients, which is the hundred year rule. So ask yourself, am I going to be able to do this for 100 years? And if your answer is no, then don't do it. Don't waste your time on it. It's probably a gimmick. It's probably gonna get you short-term results. The stuff I teach, you can do for a hundred years because it's really not that hard. And it, is in, it involves figuring out what works for your personal likes, dislikes, time constraints, all foods fit. So it's not like you're cutting out carbs or your favorite indulgence. It's really about balancing your plate. And again, getting this rudimentary nutritional knowledge. Another very powerful mindset shift, I think, is to not to stop looking at foods as good or bad. Because what we tend to do when we think of a food as good is we think that we're good when we eat that food. And then when we think of something as bad, we feel like we're a bad person for eating that thing. And that couldn't be farther from the case. And it's really not a helpful mindset shift to spiral or mindset to spiral into to think 
you're good or bad based on what you're eating. So a way to reframe this is to think of foods on a continuum of less nutritious and more nutritious. If you eat something less nutritious, if you have a scoop of ice cream, let's say, great, <laughs> enjoy the ice cream. I'm sure it was delicious. And then make a mental note. Okay, I just had something less nutritious, but at my next meal, I'm going to be sure to prioritize more nutritious things to kind of balance that out. And it's just a back and forth of loading up on the most nutritious things most of the time and allowing yourself the less nutritious things sometimes because you mentioned wine. I don't want to live a life where I can't have a glass of wine or enjoy a gooey chocolate chip cookie. I mean, it's just food is such a, an integral part of our lives. When you think about it, we eat all day long, every day. And so much goodness comes from it of community and sharing meals at restaurants with friends. I mean, I just hate to see people who have demonized certain foods and are just not being able to enjoy life to the fullest in the mindset they're currently in. So I would say those are two mindset shifts to try. There are many more. I think mindset is probably one of the toughest pieces when it comes to sustaining health, healthy eating habits long-term, but it's hundred percent possible to get there. It just takes more work, let's say, to kind of undo previous mindsets and adopt new ones than it does to boil a pot of eggs. <laughs> it's much easier to kind of do those tangible things than it is to, you know, undo all these messages we've heard our whole lives, especially as women um, from the diet industry. There's, there's a lot. <laughs> totally. And it's, it's, I can find like a parallel analogy with um, even in an investing world, right? Like you don't get to grow or, you know, all of a sudden have a whole bunch of, you know, money in your investment or retirement account. It takes time. And so like these little baby steps or every month savings that we continue to do are very much similar to, you know, these steps that you're talking about. So if you ask yourself a question, like what, what will happen if you didn't save $100 every month or whatever your amount is? Will you get to your goal? No, you wouldn't. So same, same thing with, with, with what you just you know described that 100, 100 year rule I, 100 years that seems too far <laughs> but that's well, I like to say 100 years because mm -hmm. if you say 30 years then somebody will say wait I'm only going to live 30 more years so I like to give people let's say we're all living to 130 to 50 you know so what can we do for 100 years no, totally. So I am going to start to reframe that with my clients too. Whenever, you know, most people like I've got to cut my budget or, you know, or grocery delivery or whatever, whatever the food that they're eating, there's probably other work that they need to do on that. But that is not, the, that's not why they're, you know, they're failing with, or not failing, but they're not having as much success with, you know, with the rest of their budget. So, or at least um, I try to always remind them like, that's important piece of where you probably should spend more money. Um, yeah. So um, what do you, what, like, I'm curious because um, it varies from person to person, right? Like how much energy and effort we do put into taking care of our bodies, right? So nutrition is one, exercise, like I personally like to get massages and things like that. Um, how, how to think about like, is there, is there sort of a, a number to put in our head? I know like I'm not asking for like, um, you know, uh, 
specific advice on that, but how do we kind of look at this holistically? Because I know that's, that's your approach to nutrition and weight loss altogether. Yes. So another helpful thing I say is, again, going back to the teacher in me, I'm really showing my teacher skills here, um, but I call it N plus. And so it stands for nutrition, movement, mindset, sleep, and stress management. And I say, always kind of check in with yourself and see how you're doing in those areas. So it's not just nutrition. However, I will say, I want to just get this out there. If somebody is listening and they do want to lose weight, nutrition is where to put your focus first and foremost. A lot of people turn to exercise first, and that's a losing battle because that, that shouldn't be where you focus your energy. Exercise is fantastic for mental health, heart health, overall health. But when it comes to weight loss, for sure, dial in your nutrition. So that's why I say N plus, but also don't neglect those other areas. So sleep, absolutely critical. Managing your stress. You mentioned you like to get massages. I like to reframe this with clients. Like, yes, we all love massages. We all love bubble baths. Um, but how often can those things really happen, right? So let's figure out some things that are stress relievers for you on a day-to-day -day basis so that you're constantly managing your stress, not just waiting two months until you have that massage booked. Um, but I do love massages. So nothing against those. Yeah. Uh, and then movement, super important. I like to say movement instead of exercise because people sometimes put exercise in a box as in it has to be in a gym or it has to be something very sweaty or it has to involve weights or a program. Movement is just so important. Just move your body, right? Even if it's setting a timer for you when you're working. So you get up and walk to the fridge to get some water, or you take a walk around the block after lunch. That counts. Um, obviously, strength training can be very beneficial or breaking a sweat every so often also helpful. But let's think of movement not necessarily having to be in a gym or at a fitness class and just ways we can be more active in our day-to-day -day lives. And then the mindset piece I mentioned as well is very critical of checking in with yourself and asking kind of how am I doing in terms of how I'm thinking about wellness? Am I just trying kind of this short-term solution or is this a long-term goal for me? And then you've mentioned the budgeting side that goes into mindset as well. I think what's your mindset around your budget when it comes to health? Um, I think for something I talk about with clients is if you're not making time for something, let's use the example of meal prep. If you're saying constantly, I don't have time for meal prep. I don't have time. I don't have time. What you're really saying a reframe could be, I'm not making meal prep a priority right now because we make time for things that are priority for us. And it really does not require that much time at all. If you meal prep properly or keep frozen vegetables on hand, right? Like there's so many ways to go about it where you don't have to spend hours in the kitchen. So a way to think about that reframe as well could be with budget. If you're saying I don't have enough money to buy foods that are going to make me feel my best, a reframe could be, I'm just not making that a priority right now in my budget and maybe take a look at your budget and see 
are you spending a ton of money on takeout, let's say, whereas buying your own groceries and making super quick stuff that could could be created in your kitchen even faster than takeout would arrive um, could save you a lot of money, right? I think there's images we see of fitness influencers and health influencers spending hours meal prepping and in the kitchen. And I hate that because I spend the least amount of time in the kitchen as possible. And I prep the majority of meals for myself and it doesn't feel burdensome. And I do not spend a lot of money. I really don't. I spend way less money than I would if I were ordering takeout all the time, let's say. Yeah, no. And, and, and I think, I think you definitely have a, have a point in terms of um, like that reframing. Um, and so I think um, for a lot of my clients, it would be, okay, is it really, is it really that much money? And a lot of times like, well, what are you comparing it to? Is it to somebody else's budget, right? Or somebody, somebody else's lifestyle? Um, because, you know, as you're describing, there's all these different elements, right? Of a holistic, healthy person or a healthy life. So it isn't just, okay, all the money you spend on, on eating. If you're stressed out and, you know, can't get enough sleep, what good is that? So it's not. Yeah. <laughs> It's really not. So can you talk to us a little bit about, I know you shared this with, with me in the past, but you have a 3A approach to, to this holistic nutrition and weight loss. Um, how, how would that help our listeners today? Yeah. So I briefly touched on it, but basically what I've discovered after the years of research that I did, the coursework I did, and then working with clients one-on-one is that nutrition, healthy eating long-term, healthy lifestyle, weight loss, whatever you want to call it, it really boils down to these three critical A's, as I like to call them. So the three A's are awareness, attitude, and accountability. Awareness, I've touched on just getting that rudimentary nutritional knowledge, just learning what actually works and what does not work so that you can put your time, energy, and money towards the things that actually work and ignore all of the stuff that doesn't. And speaking about affording things in budget, I mean, if you're spending money, hundreds of dollars on a juice cleanse every couple months, that's a lot of money, right? But then if you just learn the rudimentary knowledge you need to sustain a healthy eating pattern long-term, you're going to end up saving money actually, because you're not going to be trying these new diets and fads and then throwing out everything in your cupboard and restocking it with stuff for keto or whatever it is. So the first one's awareness. The second one, attitude. I mentioned your mindset is absolutely critical when it comes to not only losing weight, getting healthy, whatever your goal is, but also maintaining that long-term And then the third is accountability. And I think it's really important to kind of sit down with yourself and probably similar conversations you have with clients about finances. Are you great at self-accountability? Are you, once you have a system in place, are you going to be able to hold yourself accountable day in, day out? Or are you somebody who does better with some type of external accountability? That's not a weakness. That's just self-awareness, just learning, you know, I do better if my partner holds me accountable or if my best friend or if my coworkers do something together, or if I hire a coach. So 
get crystal clear with yourself on how you do holding yourself accountable. And if you're, you're thinking right now, as you're hearing this, Ooh, not so good. Then let that be the nudge to kind of outsource the accountability. Because when you get the accountability piece in place, you can increase your odds of success by up to 95% studies show. And again, I'm sure it's same for finances. You know, can you hold yourself accountable or is it better to hire someone like you, Anna, to kind of help figure things out and, you know, through the day-to-day kind of hold you to your standards that you set for yourself? I agree. Um, I think that's one of the first questions um, I, I like to ask clients too, is like, okay, are you really going to commit to say to, to executing on this plan? Nice, no, nice looking plan that we created, or are you going to fall short somewhere? Um, and that's actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Um, could you talk a little bit about what does that actually look like to work with a nutritionist coach? Like, cause I'm sure there's people that like, oh, that sounds really fancy and it may not be for me. <laughs> <laughs> but all yeah. the things you're talking about are, are just like everyday stuff that we could do. So yeah. yes, please. <laughs> so yeah, I have two models. So I have a one-on-one coaching program that's very high touch. And that's where you book calls with me at times that work for you. We speak about every 10 days. And in the first call, it's a bit longer. You set some long-term goals for yourself. Um, we come up with some powerful whys, as I call them, behind the goal you set We come up with short-term goals as well. And then you have my phone number. We text in between calls. I send you any resource you could need. My goal is really just to be like the behind the scenes person making your nutrition and weight loss journey as easy and enjoyable as possible. Um, So that's my one-on-one coaching program. And then I also developed a group coaching program that I have in a membership site model because I want it to be flexible. If somebody only has five pounds to lose, they may be in the membership for two months. But if somebody has 30 pounds to lose, they may, they may do better with the support for four or five months. Um, so in that model, same type of thing, you get check-ins with me every week, but it's in a group coaching format. There's hundreds of resources inside the membership portal. I'm accessible to you in a private Facebook community where you can pop in and ask questions anytime. There's also great support, speaking of accountability, inside that Facebook group from other people who share your similar goals and you know challenges. And yeah, both are great. I love both. I will mention um, with my one-on-one coaching clients, they also get 12 months free inside the membership. So mm-hmm. after you work with me, for three months one-on-one, you still get nine extra months of support inside the community of our membership. So yeah, everything's available on my website, but I love, I have an application form. And if somebody is interested in filling that out, I would then reach out and book a free call. Um, so we could see if we're the right fit. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Like I want to only work with people who are going to benefit from my services. And if I think there's a better coach or dietitian or nutritionist out there for you, I would definitely let you know. Yeah, no, that's, it's so like my one, like the first thoughts like, okay, so what foods do we not eat anymore? Or like, what kind of, you know, cuisine are we going to cook? Or, um, you know, like, do you, are you going to give me recipes? These are, I'm sure all the typical questions that your clients are, you know, are asking. Um, but I, I mean, that's usually like, okay, weight loss is like, okay, we're eliminating, we're not, you know, doing something for a while. 
Um, but I like, I, I really do like the, the holistic approach to looking at, you know, all of these different um, angles, very much uh, parallel to finances or yeah. the way that I approach it in creating a plan first, here's what we're trying to accomplish. And then using like income investments, um, you know, your skills and everything else to accomplish the goal. So um, yeah, I, I love that approach very much. Yeah, I love that. And as you were speaking about finances, I mean, there really are just so many parallels. But when you were talking about you make small deposits now, right, and they compound over time, and it's the exact same thing. So it's really just figuring out there's not a one size all approach. And we don't eliminate any foods when you work with me. It's really just figuring out what are the small, simple habits that you can do now that will compound over time. And we take it, it's a gradual process. It's not like overhaul your entire diet and lifestyle overnight. <laughs> Just like you wouldn't overhaul your entire budget overnight. Like that's too overwhelming, right? No, totally. And it's not a long-term strategy that's going to stick around for sure. Exactly. <laughs> Regardless of kind of tracking mechanism you have, or, you know, you're tracking, you're doing it by hand or you have an application and you, you know, uh, on the phone or on a computer. So for sure. Um, I'd love for you to share how our listeners can connect with you. Um, do you have any free resources? We're definitely happy to share here with, with our community. I do actually. And I mentioned the PPFV and it's much better to just go to my website or my Instagram and just click through the link. Um, my website's thehealthinvestment.com. On Instagram, I'm at thehealthinvestment. And I have a free guide called Lose Weight for the Last Time. And in it, it's 17 pages and I break down showing you pictures of plates, exactly how to focus more on what to eat and what to do rather than all of this elimination and restriction so that weight loss isn't as miserable. If, you're, if your goal isn't weight loss, the guide can still help you in terms of healthy eating. But we're never ever talking about um, you know, let's cut out all of our favorite things because I would never do that. I always say, I would never ask you to do something that I'm not going to do. <laughs> so I am I not cutting out nachos from my life. So I would <laughs> never expect that you would. <laughs> Great. Wine is on the list. Then wine then is on I'm the list. <laughs> yes, I know. That's how I usually get most people, but you can still drink wine. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I will include all the, all the links in the show notes and any last minute advice for the listeners? I know I just made, well, maybe I said no, but I would just go back to that hundred year rule. Just save yourself, like save your budget, right? Talking about budgeting, save yourself from anything that seems too good to be true, especially scrolling Facebook at night when those ads are getting you. Um, there's all these, I mean, clients have told me about things I hadn't even heard of, of Octavia and Perium and all these powders, just save your budget. <laughs> Don't buy those things and ask yourself, am I going to really drink these shakes for a hundred years? And if the answer is no, don't do it and find a more balanced, sustainable approach. Yes. Thank you so much for reminding that no more, no more of those, um, fab things for sure. I appreciate your uh, joining us today. Thank you so much, Brooke. Thank you, Anna. Hey, Money Boss, thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. 
Uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.